You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Zabuta. This is Murps. Hello. Welcome to Dual Class Arena, uh, where it's not really dual class at all. See... Last week, I predicted that we wouldn't see Dual Class because uh, they would come out with Death Knight, which <laughs> Death Knight is has oh, been revealed. so sure. Because uh, I was like, look, there's no way that they would do a weird <sighs> Dual Class I just, event. I don't get it. I don't get it. We were so sure. We were so sure that Death Knight was coming this week. And, and it did not. So, okay. Death Knight got announced. It is coming in the next expansion. It's only a month away. We'll all get to play with Death Knight. It looks super freaking cool. And they even have a cool arena drafting mechanic with it where you get offered stuff. And then when you pick cards, it locks in the runes until you get the, you know, the runes mm-hmm. uh, all locked in. And then the rest of your deck will go in that direction. Super cool. Excellent way to do this. Um, and it's something that they had to like, kind of like think about or program in. And I think they knocked that out of the park in terms of how, how that is implemented. Hypothetically, right? We, we haven't played with it yet. Um, but, but it's not coming for a month. And instead, for this month, we are in dual class arenas with all the classic cards up through League of Explorers. So every set up through League of Explorers. But they didn't revert any of the nerfs and buffs. So you still have Cruel Taskmaster as like a 2-3 or something. Uh, like all this like random stuff. And on top of that, there is a bug. So that none of the basic cards are in the game. So no Yetis, no Flame Strikes. Oh, oh and they didn't change the rarity there. So Flame Strike would have been epic anyway. But like it's just not in the game, right? Like no Consecrations, no any of the normal yes. stuff that you rely on to make Hearthstone like a, a dynamic Hearthstone game. Now... I would say uh, for <laughs> I, I would say for balance purposes, I am happy that Flame Strike in particular, as in five damage Flame Strike, is not in the game. That would be super toxic. But yes, as of this moment, the basic set is not available to draft, uh, while the classic set is. And what this means is a lot of cards that you would be expecting to be able to draft seeing how this is uh supposedly like a vintage arena format uh with also dual class thrown in there um are not able to be drafted so uh for example uh, a card like consecration right uh that is currently not able to be drafted you can discover it i think uh in some ways um and you can generate it in some ways but you cannot draft these cards and it creates a meta in which you are really starving for initiative. You are really starving for responses, board clears, flips. Um, these are a lot of the cards that we are missing uh, from the meta right now. Yeah, um, and before we go on, because we're going to do a deep dive into this meta, because uh, this is the meta that you're dealing with right now, uh, we, we should say that we are not going to talk about the upcoming expansion and Death Knight and any of the cards revealed in any detail, because we got a month to talk about that, and you're not getting any of them until then. So what you are getting right now is this month-long dual-class event, and we are going to break this down um, 
I know Merp spammed a whole bunch of arenas. Uh, I did. I played a couple. And so we got some thoughts. But it is like just outlining what cards are in should give the old school players an idea of what is happening. Um, more specifically, stuff that you want is like Shaman. Why? Because Lightning Storm is classic and not basic. It's like stuff like that that you now need to think of rather than what you should be thinking of, which is like, oh, this is like the old school feel. I'm worried about Consecration. I'm worried about, I don't know, Mind Control. I remember Mind Control. Um, like random stuff like that, right? Like that would be kind of cool and nostalgic. Now... You still get some of it because you still have the old sets that are the only ones that are in, right? There's no more powerful set uh, in. It only goes up through League of Explorers. And if you're thinking, hey, League of Explorers, wasn't that the Discover set? Like, yes, but one, the pool of stuff you can discover is all old stuff. And two, that was back when Discover was balanced. Like, that was back when you had to pay two mana for a 1-1 that discovered something. Or three mana for a 2-2 that discovered a random 4-drop. Like, those were the uh how discover was valued back in the day not now when it's like a three mana four three that discovers a spell or like some stuff right like it's it's a world of difference so back then discovers were actually okay in the arena and actually really good in the arena and people really liked it it's it's hard to imagine now but back when discover was introduced in the, the arena everybody loved it okay Let's talk about the meta for a second, uh, because you're right, I have spammed a lot of Dual Class Arena, I have a lot of thoughts about it, um, I played a ton in the first three days, I have not played since, uh, and uh, we can talk about that in a little bit, but if you look at HS Replay now, which tracks the win rate of the first class that you pick, uh, which is your actual class. So for example, um, if you pick Hunter first and then you pick the Mage Hero Power, uh, you are a hunter, um, even though you can draft both classes. If you are, for example, discovering something, uh, you are you will be discovering hunter cards because that is your class. So Aegis Replay right now shows that Warrior as the first class has a dominating lead uh, with a 56.3% win rate. And Demon Hunter is dead last with a 40.6% win rate. This is not a balanced meta. Um, Part of the reason why Warrior is so good uh, is the fact that they have some really good cards with initiative and value, such as Death's Bite, Arathi Weaponsmith. They have buffed Slam, which is a one-mana slam. Cruel Taskmaster. Uh, they have seven-mana Obsidian Destroyer, which, you know, if you're looking mm -hmm. at other big drops uh, that have come out recently, you're like, oh, it's not that good. This is the meta that we're in, though. Obsidian Destroyer is ridiculous. Um, that 1-1 one, one taunt will wreck a lot of trades and plans. Uh, and the reason that Demon Hunter is last is very, very simple. And if you haven't played and you hear this, you'll be like, what? Uh, if you pick Demon Hunter, there are no Demon Hunter cards. There are no Demon Hunter cards. Uh, and you eliminate the ability for you to get the Demon Hunter hero power, which is by far the best because the meta is very, very dominated by Inspire cards, such as Kodo Rider, uh, such as Murloc Knight, such as Mookla's Champion. These are things mm -hmm. that if you played a long time ago, you might still need to search these up because these are cards that have not been relevant for the longest of times. And they are meta beaters right now. Uh, 
Mookless Champion coming out and getting tons of buffs. Kodo Rider being able to be procced two, three, sometimes four times. You might see that because of the lack of initiative and the value is just too much. Uh, card draw is tough to get. So that's where the, the, uh, the meta is. And you can see the value of the Demon Hunter Hero Power. And if you don't have the Demon Hunter Hero Power and you are still trying to proc that Mookless Champion every single turn, and you're using it with the Mage Hero Power, for instance, well, you're using two mana every turn instead of just one, right? So that is part of the reason why you see this huge discrepancy in win rate, but absolutely abysmal win rate for Demon Hunters, because you never want to pick it first uh, mm. due to the lack of any class cards at all, uh, and the fact that you... Uh, cannot get the hero power second. Um, and to really just take Demon Hunters out of the equation, period. For example, um, there are some cards that you can't draft, but you can generate, but there are no Demon Hunter uh, cards, period. So if you are a rogue, for example, and you try to burgle uh, a Demon Hunter, <laughs> that burgle is literally useless. You are casting a spell and using up a card to do nothing because there are no demon hunter cars in the game so it creates a meta in which if you want to win you literally have to not play dual class you have to play whatever class you want to do at the beginning warrior is obviously the best but you can do whatever and then you pick demon hunter hero power second Mm -hmm. uh so warlock hero power also very good warlock hero power also very good definitely definitely uh, but the Demon Hunter Hero Power is definitely where it's at. Um, but that also means you are not playing dual class at all. You're playing mm -hmm. your one class um, just in order to win, which feels really unfortunate for an event like this, right? In which it, it goes against the, the spirit entirely of an event such as this one. So it's up to you guys. I will tell you, um, I never picked the demon hunter hero power after the first time i'm not saying i'm better than you or or, or more ethical <laughs> than you guys but i will say i wanted to have fun and for me that wasn't fun and i just think it's unfortunate when winning and fun have zero overlap <laughs> uh there's like no overlap there like the way to win is is to not play dual class at all um so that's one of those things that I wanted to point out at first. Uh, and then we can talk about the actual meta and the cards or anything. But Yeah, but, but I think people may have different definitions of fun. Like, my definition of fun is, is single class, not dual class. So Demon Hunter plus any class would be great, right? Whether it's, uh, like, it just so happens that it's the worst class, and that's, that's kind of annoying. But um, but one of the problems with dual class arena is that you have to pick two classes, and things go crazy when you do that. So if you want to keep it more controlled and get one class, Demon Hunter may be your cup of tea. I don't know, uh, or because you you know you can't pick Demon Hunter again, so you'll get another class. But the real like before we like actually delve deep into the the actual like on the ground meta because uh, we just went over classes. Uh, so, something to be said is that this is this is a Bork meta. Like, this is not the meta that any developer intended. Matt London did not intend for this meta to exist. 
Matt London did not test this meta against anything, presumably. Um, nobody, this is nobody's idea of what the meta should be because of the bug. The bug that takes away all the basic cards is so huge. It looms over everything. You have, like, especially back in the day, like, what percentage of your class cards actually come from basic? It was a lot. It was like a third or something. So you're just missing a ton of class cards, period, and the most iconic class cards at that. Uh, not to mention some of the key neutral cards that, you know, make it feel homey, like Scarlet Crusader, you know, Shattered Sun Cleric, like whatever, right? Those cards are all not here. So uh, it's... Th this meta is not what the meta should be. And hopefully, this will get fixed soon. But we don't know when. Nobody said anything. Um, and so we're just going to talk to you about the meta as it stands on the ground uh, right now. And the number one thing to know about this meta is that you don't have class cards. doesn't matter if you pick two classes. You're not getting that many class cards. And if you remember those cards back in the day, those kind of classic-y uh, kind of cards, you also don't have that much initiative. There wasn't a bajillion rush minions. That was not a thing. You get a few charge minions, and uh, that's kind of it. So, a lot of the game becomes a very old school, very, very, very old school uh, skill, which is just managing your initiative resources. How much do you have in your hand? Do you have to use it now? If you don't have to use it now, what would using it now get you? Is that enough for you to use it and commit now? All, all, of, uh, all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, right now, because of that... Um... Tempo is so important. Sometimes a turn one zombie chow will just absolutely win the game. Um, and this is one of those things that might bother you. Uh, early tempo is so important and a good percentage of games are effectively over by turn four. Um, mm -hmm. We have, you know, we've certainly seen metas like that before. We haven't seen one of those recently. Uh, that that really hasn't happened. We've seen tempo possible metas, but we haven't seen kind of like um, th th this is uh, oppressively tempo locked. In which, mm -hmm. wow, that zombie chow got a value trade uh, on sort of like your turn one. Oh, I guess you lost. Um, so. This is definitely something that you see. The neutral cards are the ones that are taking over the, the meta. Zombie Chow, Piloted Shredder, uh, North Sea Kraken. These are the meta staples for just, you know, good cards for their drop. And then for, for what people are doing in order to capitalize on this early tempo, if not just outright win, they are using that to... In, uh, like basically fuel the inspire from Murloc Knights, Mukos Champion, etc. And knowing mm. that people don't have AOE, don't have damage, um, th those just lock it in, right? That Kodo Rider locks in your victory from the value that you are generating there. Um, this is how people are winning. Uh, additionally, something that you want to look out for in the meta now and and. If you haven't seen it, you will see it very, very soon, perhaps annoyingly so. Legendary draft rates are very high right now. There are a ton of legendaries flying around. You are going to get used to seeing Ragnaros, Dr. Boom, Kel'Thuzad, um, 
uh, what was it? Uh, Arc Thief Rafam. You are going to see a ton, a ton, ton, ton of these legendaries. Cairn as well. Oh, buffed Cairn. So 5-5 five, five Cairn. This is very frustrating for a lot of people because if you are playing a lot of really bad cards, um, or even if you have like a small lead, for example, which is kind of hard to get and uh, you, you would expect hard to overcome as well, um, if they just then play uh, one of these world beater legendaries, uh, that feels really bad, right? We've talked about metas in which they were kind of almost taken over by really, really powerful swinging legendaries. Um, you see a little bit of that right now just because of the frequency that people are drafting these legendaries. I mean, I, I had a game in which I beat a Ragnaros. Uh, like, I, I killed the Rag, and then I got them down to 2 HP. Then they played Reno Jackson, and then they won off of off of that because then my resources were depleted from killing off the rag, and then I didn't have enough uh, to to kill them after they healed twenty eight. Um, and these are the games in the meta right now. So, so the counterpoint to that is that this actually happens less frequently in this meta than in any prior meta we've been in, because it's just the legendaries. So they could have tripled the legendary rate, but you're not dealing with like caverns. You're not dealing with Deathborn. You're not dealing with any of the other cards. And there are like five of them for like each class slash neutral even. And they pop up so much more often than these legendaries do now. So that's not to say this is like a meta in which you don't get super frustrated when they do play some of these legendaries and then win the game. But it really most of the time they need to stack two of these legendaries to get the effect. Because these legendaries may have disproportionate value to what else is available in the game, but they don't end the game on the spot. Not by themselves. On the other hand, in the previous metas, and, you know, all the previous metas that we've had in, uh, in the modern era, uh, you have legendaries that end the game on the spot. A lot of them. And so, it's... it's I, I wouldn't even say it's like, uh, uh, oh, you get some... There's some good with the bad. I think it's just good. I think you just lose games outright to crazy shit significantly less in this meta than you did at any prior meta. So I will add to that. One of the crazy things you will see in which you will just throw your hands up and say, couldn't do anything about that. Um, and a tip for you guys in the draft. Mechwarper is an auto pick. Gorillabot is definitely an auto pick. But if you see a Mechwarper up against pretty much any reasonable card, uh, take it. It is uh, meta-beating right now in terms of, okay, let's just say you you only have one Mech Warper, right? You play that Mech Warper, and you're able to get a one-mana advantage out on something else. I'm not saying you always do, right? That Mech Warper sometimes dies. That's fine. You know, two-mana, two-three. Like, a Croc is fine for this meta now. Like, it's, you know, you, you're playing a lot of shitty cards. Um... If you get, like, Mech Warper into a turn 3 piloted Shredder, oh, man, that that is that is so good, right? Like, in, in this meta, that is game-winning lots of times. And then, and I, I've had this too, you have Mech Warper with other mechs. Maybe you're playing Shaman. Maybe you have a Power Mace. By the way, Power Mace is, like, S++++ plus 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 tier right now. Yes. Um, when I first saw Power Mace using against me, I'm like, what? This card was that early? I did not remember this. Yes, it is ridiculous. But 
I've all, I've had games in which either myself or my opponent had double mech warper, and then I just lose on the spot. Um, it it will win games automatically just because you are going to get so many mechs. By the way, guys, Yeti, uh, or there's mech Yeti right now. Um, you don't see normal Yetis. You see mech Yetis. You see piloted shredders. You see uh, clockwork knights. There are so many mechs around that you are not reaching for. You are picking because it is mm -hmm. the best possible pick, right? Gorilla Bot is, is a super duper premium because you have uh, basically spider tank stats and then just pure upside, right? I mean, Gorilla Bot's a modern card. Yeah. Um, so go for the mech package. You don't even have to reach. The only thing I would quote reach for, uh, and, and you know, once you've seen enough, you'll realize it's not a reach. Always pick Mech Warper because you might uh, be first thinking, it's like, ah, it's not, you know, like, uh, it, it'll just be a two mana two three sometimes. Number one, just a two mana two three is perfectly acceptable nowadays. It's 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 not the um, kind of like, oh God, Croc is so bad uh, that it might've been in previous metas. And number two, even getting a one mana tempo advantage in the early game is amazingly good right now. And then you pick one mech warper. If you pick up another one, if you, and then if you just draft the quote normal amount of amount of mechs that you're supposed to draft, you have way like like enough mechs to make the mech warper work, to make the clockwork knight work, to make the gorilla bot work. The neutral mech package is incredibly strong, um, which is another area of frustration for some people because they're like, oh, I I'm getting beat by neutral inspire. Neutral, mm -hmm. strong tempo cards like yep. uh, Zombie Chow, um, like Pilot Shredder, like Kraken. Uh, and I'm getting beat by this neutral tempo cheat uh, mech package. Uh, and, and class cards are maybe sometimes thrown in there and 90% of the time they just suck anyways. Counterpoint. Neutrals are pretty cool and fun. Yeah, neutrals are, are even better than a single class neutrals are no class at all so so this uh, if you like the extreme boring repetitive actions and i know there's people out there who do i kind of do and there's people out there who are more on that side than me even this is the meta for you you're never getting this meta again by the way so i do not think like that this meta is only like this until like for now until they actually fix the bug uh, after which it'll get a little more diverse at least a little more class cards a little more you know flavorful you know what this sounds like it sounds like there, there were advertisements for a giant like texas state bank right and they're like oh you know there's going to be sirloin prime rib ribeye all of this stuff like really good steak you get there and they serve really good like organic smoothies yeah and then and then you're you're sort of selling people it's like whoa wait like guys like these smoothies are really good this is like okay. world this is like world-class smoothies here <laughs> and, and people are like well but the point is it was advertised you know it's it's in the name it's like dual class right it's like i, I came here for steak if I wanted so, the smoothie, that could be for a different time. You're, you're, you know, you're advertising the steak here. So, so the problem with that analogy is that you have to go to the steak fair. The real analogy here is you're in prison. And you get an event 
and they just serve you whatever food and they say, hey, you're getting, you know, like a, a, a steak and barbecue today. And then it comes and the steak and barbecue is just all out immediately. It doesn't really exist. Two people got it. And everybody else got this really nice mashed potatoes and chili. And you're like, you know what? Mashed potatoes and chili are pretty good. Would I rather have steak and all this diversity? Maybe. but Or maybe it doesn't really matter because I'm in prison and mashed potatoes and chili are pretty damn good. And you know what? I can now focus in on all the intricacies within the mashed potatoes and within the chili and really, really delve in and learn about mashed potatoes and chili. Um, which is what this meta affords you the opportunity to. If every game starts to feel a little samey, and it does, this is not an exciting meta. This is the opposite of an exciting meta. It means you can much, and I'm going to stress this word here, much more easily improve your fundamentals in this meta than in any other meta that we've seen for like six years. That's how boring and vanilla this meta is. You are here, and you are playing half the time like single class, you know, meta or whatever, but the fundamentals of tempo are still all in play. They're, you know, it's classic style, right? So they're amped up a little. They're important. You'll feel it, right? If you mess something up, you'll, you'll get punched in the face. Um, misplays matter. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, I didn't really, like, misplays don't matter didn't really become a thing on our channel until like three years in, four years in. In the first year, misplays did matter. We would never say, oh, misplays don't matter. But now we say misplays don't matter all the time. And you guys see, misplays don't matter. Like, and you've seen for years, many years, that misplays don't matter. Because that's modern Hearthstone, misplays don't matter. But you know when misplays did matter, much more, was in this kind of classic style. And when you take away all the class cards that, you know, move things up and down, misplays really freaking matter. So... Your, your, you know, tiny misplays in the first four turns actually do come back and bite you quite frequently because you just lose the board and you can't do anything, right? Like, and your opponent, like, starts snowballing. Or you could have started snowballing, but you lost a little bit of advantage and now you can't snowball anymore, and then you, 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 you die. Um, like I said, it is just a pretty boring game right now. But boring is not necessarily bad. Um, I am having more fun. I'll tell you this also. If you watch the stream, you'll know. I don't play dual class arenas. I haven't for years. Um, it'll come out. I'll play like one night and then I'll stop playing. I'm going to keep playing this dual class arenas because this is actually not just nostalgic, but it's been so long since I played such a backwards, like classic game. The previous meta, what was the problem with the previous meta? What do we keep saying was the problem with the previous meta? was not just that, okay, when you do, like, old-school, old sets, it's, like, a little boring, cards are a little less powerful. Uh, but on top of that, you can't do that anymore with modern cards. Like, once you put modern cards in the mix, it throws everything off. What, like, because of, um, because you have these ridiculously powerful cards showing up way too often in deciding games that, you know, your Yeti-bumping Yetis don't really matter that much. Well, they don't even have Yetis in this game, but it's effectively Yetis-bumping Yetis, and they took away all the fancy cards. Not all of them, but almost all of them. So now you have a true classic experience. Like, okay, I'm going to rephrase it. Now you have a true vanilla, a true boring experience of Yetis bumping Yetis. With like a little bit of flavor here and there. Um, 
A lot of people would 100% agree with you there. A true boring experience. <laughs> Those exact words are what people would like really vigorously shake, like, like nod their head at. It's like, yes, you that is exactly it. And that's the problem. And, uh, oh, by the way, guys, we have a month of this. <laughs> this is a, a month of, of this. Um, uh, uh, if I had to stream this as a job, I would I would stop playing Hearthstone immediately or play something else in Hearthstone. Um, but if I'm just playing a few times a week, this really isn't that bad, I think. So it just depends on where you're sitting. Yes. Although I think most people... Uh, even the casuals would agree. They're like, this this feels a little bit too long. It's like, you know, even though I'm casual, yeah. I, I want to go back to normal uh, or, or something different a little bit sooner than, than a month of this thing. Mm-hmm. And we said it. Yeah. We said it last week when we were trying to predict the meta. We're like, oh, God, don't make a whole month of Dual Class Arena. And I was like, I'm just not going to play if it's a whole month of Dual Class Arena. Uh, kind of changing my mind now, but we'll see how long that lasts. And also, it's going to help that presumably they're going to fix this bug, and so you'll get a new meta. It's so big. The classic cards are so big. Classic basic cards. They are, I'm sorry, basic cards from back in the day. That's so big. When you add it in, the whole game's going to feel different. I mean, you'll still feel like a classic experience, um, but you'll have to worry about a whole lot of different sets of cards. Then the classes will actually start mattering, um, uh, besides just the hero power. Uh, so, like, I'm excited for that, too. But I just mean, don't let Mervs get you down. This is not like a universally hated uh, uh, meta we're in right now. This is actually, like, quite a lot of people I see on Arena HS. Now, to be fair, Arena HS is a lot of old fuddy-duddies who played this game eight years ago and haven't played in the last three years. Uh, but but they're, 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 a lot of them really like it. A lot of them really hate it, too. But a lot of them really like it. Um, I don't know that I really like this meta, but I can see its charms if you don't play it too much. Because I think the biggest problem with this meta is not just that it's boring, but that the classes don't matter. So you're playing yes. the same game. Every match is very similar. Every match is exactly the same. It's you're you're you never care about class cards really, um, and for a lot of the times you can't. For example, uh, we talked about Lightning Storm and how powerful it is, right? You can't really play around. I, you know, you can make some trays to play around it, but like. You cannot sort of like uh, basically create your own defeat by not tempoing, right? So you tempo. Um, mm -hmm. And then if Lightning Storm wrecks you... But it's not about you, whether you tempo or tempo, right? You always tempo. Obviously, yeah. you always tempo. Or in the classic meta. It'd be weird if you didn't tempo in the early game, right? Like, what kind of classic meta was that? Uh, but what, what, what you, what's important now is whether you... It's, I mean, it's the same thing that was important back then. Is when you go face and when you do the trade. Right? And it was the same thing that was very, very important in the previous meta as well. Only now, there's no Deathborn around. Only now, there's no random millions of other cards that are terrible locations, what have you, right? Um, to, like, screw with your plans. And so, your plans and how well you execute them uh, and your skill on the, on the ground skills, fundamentals, and how much you are doing versus what your opponents are doing, they actually start mattering a lot now to the outcome of the game. Um, you could take bad decks now to like six, seven wins again. You, you, you haven't been able to do that for a long time. And why? That's because nobody has good cards. I'm not nobody, right? You'll, you'll face the decks with the ridiculous cards Murps is talking about. They're, they haven't gone away. The legendary rate is through the roof. But that's all you got to worry about. But legendary rates. 
Well, uh, you also have to worry about the person who drops turn one zombie challenge to turn two haunted creeper, right? Uh, but you don't worry about that. You, you've already lost before. You can worry. Like, yes, and that's what people don't like about it. <laughs> yeah, I've beaten zombie challenge to haunted creeper a number of times. Uh, it's not actually like game winning. You know, you just have to have your own zombie challenge to haunted. Creeper. Just have your own. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got I got double zombie child into I forget what into what I was like okay well I lose now, um, but besides that it's usually it's usually okay like the times in which because it's not like your opponent has to have a zombie child and a haunted creeper like in their deck they have to get it in their opening hand for for that to really be a problem. Just your percent chances of games ending in any of those ways is so much lower than your percent chance of games ending due to bullshit in any of the last three, four years, five years even. Like, we're just in a all-time high of fundamental on-the-ground skill. Um, yep. And then it's mixed with snowball mechanics, which is not anyone's favorite mechanics, but the mind games that you have to not play but just kind of reading your opponents and what to do like reading your opponent by the way is kind of a lost art these days because everything's so powerful that like you know so many times uh, i'm just like well if they have it they have it if they don't have it they don't have it um like because if they have it i lose anyway nothing i can avoid or whatever will, will ever surpass this that's no longer the case now you, all of your reads are now super important. That's one of the things I love the most about the classic meta. It wasn't like necessarily, oh, I did the math better on Yetis bumping Yetis or whatever. It's that when I got a read on my opponent, I could take full advantage. And I could purposefully do things in order to get reads on my opponent. And then I can exploit that. And all of that is now hugely important. And as well, on your side, how, like how you save your initiative versus playing it for tempo because we keep saying tempo is super important tempo is super important well one of the key decisions you're gonna make every single game is i have a card with initiative this will get me a little bit more tempo or a medium amount more tempo uh, or even a lot more tempo than if i played my other option but this is my last card with initiative in my hand is this tempo worth it yep you are going to ask that question so many times and if you answer that question wrong, you are going to lose a lot. That has not been a thing for like five years. I'm so happy that that is back in the meta because that is one of the key fundamentals of like trading card games, really. Uh, that Hearthstone has kind of lost because everything got amped up so much and power creeped so much. So bringing that back is huge for enjoyment of a lot of like old school players or just people who really like fundamentals and whatever. Like it's not just oh who temples out faster the most, right? Or who has the cards to do it, or who is better at trading on the board. Uh, it's a- also a lot of who is getting the better reads, who is using the better reads, and who is making the correct decisions of when to use their initiative for tempo versus when to hold their initiative so when your opponent plays an Inspire card, you don't automatically lose. Yeah. Uh, Look, if you guys watched my stream earlier on this week, um, there were plenty of times in which I challenged my opponent to have one damage, two damage, uh, Mm -hmm. any sort of initiative. And I will say generally, you can make that risk or make that bet that they don't have damage more often and be successful in this meta like much more often that than uh in other metas but uh it is also true that uh your reads um are more important 
And because if you, whatever risk you're making, uh, it's going to be much more punishing if you are wrong. Uh, and your reward is much higher for making the right one. Because lots of times it'll be, for example, man, if I drop this right now, if I drop this empty Kodo Rider, or not even empty, it's turn eight, you drop the Kodo Rider and you hero power, and they have a two attack man mini on the board, three attack mini on the board. Um, do I think they can get rid of it? Because, man, I would really want to keep this Kodal Rider. Uh, this is kind of my win condition here. Uh, I could make another play, but, man, I want to get this out right now. Um, and you should feel generally safe putting out that Kodal Rider, I would say. Because at that point, your opponent probably only has two cards in their hand anyways. This is the current meta. But additionally, if you do have the read based on how they are playing, um, that read, assuming you are making it, is going to be lots of times more accurate. And then the reward is higher, right? You keeping that Kodal Rider alive yeah. is huge for you. And that Kodal Rider dying because you made the, quote, mistake of putting it out there too early is really punishing because that Kodal Rider is good. It's one of the, the best late game engines for your entire deck and for the meta generally. So... This is what we're kind of talking about here. Now, does that make it more fun? That's up to you. Everybody has, uh, you know, different definitions of fun. Adulta's is kind of weird, but it's fun for him. Um, but I will say that that skill is back. And if you like that high stakes kind of thing of whether or not you are properly evaluating when to put down this Kodo Rider, if you find that fun, yeah, sure. That, it matters a ton right now. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think it's. I, I think it's a very polarizing meta because it's a very extreme in one direction meta right now. Like, if you need a little spice in your game, you're gonna hate this meta. And I do mean a little spice. If you're like, oh, I generally like a vanilla game, but I need like just a little bit of spice. No, you're gonna hate this because you're not getting even a little spice. This is. This is, this is old school, right? They wanted it to be old school, and then it went, like, even more vanilla than they intended. So, right now, it is over there. I will say that once the basic cards come back, you're going to get a, a, what feels like a more complete meta. Um, Definitely. Really missing a bunch of the most important cards. And then, if you need a little spice, you'll probably get it. Um, if, you, if you're just used to the swings and the power and the like interesting cards and the interesting effects and interesting combos that have been happening uh, in the modern Hearthstone era, none of that's there, right? Like That's not supposed to be there. If you're expecting like dual class to mean anything, that's not there. Um, not really. Uh, you, you, I, I've seen a couple of combos get pulled off and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but those are rarer than someone just plopping down a really powerful legendary. So, uh, the, the dual classes of it is not particularly, I mean, it exists, but barely. And when you add the, uh, the basic cards back in, it'll exist a little more, but it still won't be the defining feature of dual class arenas. It exists. So, beyond what we are seeing this year, and assuming that the only change will be them reintroducing these basic cards, such as Consecration, etc., back into... Uh, the meta uh, for future years, um, it, you know, if they want to bring this back, this Demon Hunter Hero Power thing is definitely a problem. I think in terms mm -hmm. of the fun factor, right? Like it, it just it makes it feel really not dual quest. And second of all, um, this is something that uh, I think flavor wise, competitive wise, whatever has to be changed. You can't have these 
adjusted card in a meta that you're trying to bring back from like 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't have new Gorilla Bot, right, next to Spider Tank. You can't have uh, the new Cruel Taskmaster, one mana slam, two mana Thought Steal to go along with these really horrendous cards. Um, It just doesn't fit. And it takes you out of this sort like not only is it unbalanced right unbalanced is kind of okay but if you're trying to get at some sort of old meta whether it's for nostalgia or just kind of you know some sort of experience that is ruined that bubble is popped whenever Mm -hmm. these new cards show up you're like wait a second like first of all this just feels wrong like slam shouldn't you know like be that thought steel shouldn't be this um it's also just too powerful. The swings are way, way, way too big. Uh, Paladins having a three mana three four that makes uh, their dudes like gain taunt and plus two attack. Like, wait, what? Like, Spider Tank is pretty good in this meta. Why are you ridiculously stupid? That has to change. So, I think some sort of event like this in the future. I don't know what other changes uh, kind of have to be done. I think these are two things in which most people would agree. Um, you got to take out Demon Hunter if you're just not going to give him any cards, period. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's pointless, and it creates this whole, like, Inspire, Demon Hunter, Hero Power being yeah. unique. Inspire there. plus Demon Hunter is it's not stupid. fitting for this meta. Yeah. That's why it didn't exist in this meta. Uh, if it existed, the Inspire mechanic would not look like the way it does right now. Um, yeah. All right. I think we covered this. Do you have any... Uh, you have any Thing else to, to add to help people in this meta? No, like that's... What they should be thinking about? I think that's basically... That's basically it. Like, um, beyond sort of those, like, oh, you know, Inspire is good, Tempo is good, uh, kind of things. You know, like, make sure you read whether or not they have one damage. Draft all the Mech Warpers. You know, obviously draft all the Gorilla Bots. Um, there's not anything that specific. Like, you got to make the good trades. Uh, so, you know how, like, uh, you, you know how, like, I told you guys in previous metas, when in doubt, go face, right? Like, and, and that held more and more and much, much more as the metas went on. It's like, dude, like, if you're not sure, just go face. We're... This meta is one in which I'm not telling you not to go face because mm-hmm. face is still correct a lot of the times. But if you want to tune that down a little bit, pull back. It's like 50 50 now. Think and make trades. You're going to be more correct now than it, you were before, in which some recent modern uh, metas. It was sort of like, look, if you're if you're thinking, well, it might be slightly advantageous to trade. No, 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 go face, go face. You're you, you're wrong. Is a slight advantage to trade? No, no, no. You're going face there. Now, you know, you might not feel good about it, but sometimes you are just bumping that five five into a two three, and you're like, yeah, this was correct. Like this was absolutely correct mm-hmm. here. Um, look, it's going to be situational. It's going to be against classes. It's going to be whatever your reads are. But yes, that is another tip I will give you guys. Unfortunately, and you know how much I hate saying this, but you got to slide that 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 tuner, that that knob back and 
if you are still going face the same percentage of time that you were mm-hmm. in recent modern metas, you're probably leaving wins on the table. Yeah, that's definitely good advice. Um, and part of it is the inspire, right? Like if your win conditions require you to protect the board, you need to protect the board. But also there's so much little initiative that like what happens? Think about it. Like what happens when you think of 5-5 five, five and you kill a 2-3? Rather, and let's say you have another like 3-2 on the board. Normally you would think, oh, well, I don't know. I guess I take two damage, so I lose two stats instead of losing five stats, which is my 3-2, right? And the 2-3 dies anyway. So I lose three less stats on the board. I get three tempo. That's pretty good, right? It's worth five face damage. That's how you calculate the trade-off. But no, in this meta, because you don't have that much initiative, any initiative is precious. And if you throw that 5-5 into your opponent's 2-3 so that their 2-3 doesn't trade into your 3-2... You have just preserved three more damage of initiative on the next turn, which is probably like 50% of your initiative on the board. Or like, I don't know, like still a large percentage of your initiative on the board. And then maybe, maybe that means you don't have to use your three damage or two damage initiative on the next turn when you would have otherwise. That is the reason why you make those kinds of trades that Merce was talking about now. Whereas before, in the modern meta, you really don't make those trades that much. You'd rather have you'd rather be pushing the pressure on the face. And the other reason is that why did you put pressure on the face anyway? It's because you're gonna swing the game at some point. And if you had put enough pressure on the face, you'd do a swing. Now you really pressure their face, and now they have to remove you, and now you are the proactive player, they are the reactive player, and any kind of misstep by them means you just win the game. Here, you can't get those big swings. So you're never gonna end the game after you do a big swing. Um I mean, it's not that you can't. You may have some legendary cards that can, but for the most part, you can't. So getting damage on their face just gets you incrementally closer to winning so that you can do it. But that swing happens so much less frequently and takes so many more turns to build up and they have so many more chances to respond to it that it dilutes its power. Yep. And those would be uh, the advice I give you guys. Um, If you guys are enjoying this, good. Great. Uh, But... This is something in which you will see me personally take a step back on. I've I've played enough to understand the meta, and I'll, will I play more after they make the change and bring back the basic cards? I probably will because the, the meta will be drastically different uh, with It'll those also cards just back be in. more fun. To it be should able be more to fun. Consecrate stuff. Yeah, it should be more fun. But at the same time, a month of this, even with basic cards in, even if they reverted the OP adjusted cards back to how they are supposed to be, I, I, I'm not playing a month of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I look forward to it. Uh, I think it's the event itself is a little bit too long, but I'm hoping you guys have fun with it because uh, they will make changes, and whenever they do. We'll, we'll be back with more advice, right? Because this is going to be a much different meta. Um, but I'm also hoping that Blizzard is really listening to the feedback that everybody is giving and listening to why people are really frustrated at this event and how serving smoothies at a steak event is just not the way to go. Yeah. It, it's, it's not a dual-class event. It's not. It's, it's really not. Um, <laughs> I mean, the previous dual-class events weren't really dual-class events either. Not for the like, last couple years anyway. It is not a dual-class event, even if you play normally. And if you want mm-hmm. to get the wins at mid-max, you are going so far away from dual-class, right? Like, you are going you so are no far class. away. You are no, uh, well, you, mm, 
you are a you you are a better version you of whatever. You are half a class. You're, you are half a class. You're just a better you're version. You're half demon of... hunter, and demon hunter has no class card. So you're whatever half you've picked before the demon hunter hero power. Yeah, well, you're just a better. You're like the ultimate neutral machine, right? With with like a couple death spites, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're just a machine. You're like, oh yeah, this Mukos champion that I can proc with one mana. Oh yes. Uh, and because I built up such a huge advantage with my one mana slam and, and, and my death's bite in recent turns, whoo, that's game winning right there. No, that, that really is. So, um, I'm hoping that Blizzard is, uh, listening because I like, I, I think a lot of people, whether or not they're casuals or competitive players, really, really like dual class arena because it's something unique, right? You can never sort of replicate, uh, this uh in in other ways and and blizzard just like you know it's it's a once a year thing people look forward to it and unfortunately you just don't get that experience like i think some people are like well some years the stake might be a little bit more rare some some years it might be like you know closer to uh to like medium or um the cut isn't exactly the stake i want but it's still steak, and people are, you know, at the end of the day, they're like, oh, you know, I, I got my steak. I'm pretty happy about it. This is the year where they're like, organic smoothies. It's super high quality, and you're like, yeah, but that's that's not what, what we came here for, and it's not the experience I wanted. Yep. All right. That's it for the Hearthstone stuff. I want to end uh, with a, with an unpaid advertisement um, of just what I'm excited about. I uh, I saw Black Panther again over the weekend to prepare myself for Wakanda Forever coming out next week. Uh, I also got a got in on a pre screening um, thanks to some work stuff. So I'm very excited about that. Marvel has uh, had some misses uh, lately. Especially on the big screen. And yeah, they uh, really hoping this one... I, mean, it's not, I don't think it's going to live up to the first Black Panther, which was so good. The early Especially, reviews are good. The early reviews of this are good? Okay, that's good. I haven't been looking... I'm keeping myself like locked away from anything besides the actual trailers. So that is all I know about this movie. And uh, I, I really hope they do it justice. Because in watching Black Panther again, just the economy of storytelling in that like outside of the korea part the korea part i still hate uh but the economy of the storytelling both before the korea part and after the korea part or i mean i guess after the fight in the korea part uh even when they were in the in the police station it was so tight no line is wasted the story keeps moving they built a whole freaking world the movie's barely over two hours and everything just kept moving and developing and you were introduced to so many new stuff so many new characters they were all impactful uh it was it was so it was so good and all the themes got resolved pretty much uh, and the ending took like literally i don't know if you guys if you guys haven't watched the movie in a while um between when the end of the final fight happens and the end of the movie is like one minute and a half and that is all they needed to wrap everything up it was beautiful like there was nothing wasted which is why it was so tight uh and it's just uh, just watching it again i'm like they better they better do uh, justice with uh with the second movie and uh, i'm excited I want, I want, I'm a, I'm a Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe fan, and I want, uh, I want them to get back to, to making good, 
good movies, which, you know, they haven't this year. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the movie as well. Um, I'm, it, it's something which I... The universe, and I, I think the enthusiasm for it has definitely cooled off because yeah. it, it's been not great. They need this. They really mm-hmm. need Wakanda Forever to mm-hmm. do well. Yep, yep. Um, and if you remember from like way back when, I also didn't like Spider-Man. And that was like the good movie that they released. Uh, so the last good movie they released was Eternals for me, which people didn't really like. So if you share my feelings on Spider-Man, then the last good movie was Shang-Chi, which was so long ago. That, like It feels like it was forever ago. Uh, okay. All right. That's, uh, that's it for me. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, until next week. Uh, assuming they patch it next week, we'll give you another meta take. If they don't patch it next week, we may dig into this further. We may we may go into some uh, pretty pretty specific things uh, on on fundamentals because now we could talk about it because it matters again. Uh, or we may just jump into some Death Knight talk, which I know we haven't really done because we're not seeing Death Knights for a month. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's exciting. So you know maybe we'll we'll react to that. Um, all right. Until next week. This is Optic Up. This is Murph. See you guys. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.